Okay, let's get started with Parshas Re'eh, Tavshin Ayin Zion. Scheduling note, next week there will not be a Parshas here for Tavshin Ayin Zion. I'll be traveling back next week. Be'ez Hashem, I hope that the following week to be uh, settled in, and Be'ez Hashem from Beit Shemesh, we will continue with Parshas Kiseitze. Parshas Kiseitze, as Be'ez Hashem, we will uh, get back. But again, today will be the last one from uh, here, but again, feel free. There are shirim from uh, previous years on Shoftim, so feel free to uh, check the archives on the uh, OU website. Okay, so let's get into Barshas Re'eh. We'll start off with a Svarno, which has been mentioned years before, but we will expand upon it through the words of the Maharal. Says the Svarno, says the Torah, beginning of the Parsha, Re'eh, the first word, Re'eh, see. Re'eh, Anochi, Nosein, Lefnechem, Ayom, Bracha, Klala. I place before you Bracha and Klala. Blessing and curse. Rashi says it's referring to a specific Brachas and Klalos, Ha'amuros, Bahar Grizim u Bahar Eval. But as we know, many Mepharshim say this is not just a specific remember the event, remember the historical event of Har Grizim and Har Eval, but remember life. Remember what life's about. Life's about choices. Life's about bracha and klala. Says the Svarno. It's a specific message for Klal Yisrael. Realize what your potential is and where you are always going to find yourself throughout history. Re'eh, habita u're'eh, shalo yehei inyancha al-ofan benoni, kamoshu haminag b'shar ha'umos. You, Klal Yisrael, will never be like other nations, will never just be, you know, one of the nations amongst the world of nations. You will always be singled out. You will always be the focus of the whole world. Because I place in front of you bracha and klala v'heim shneak savos. These are the two extremes. The two extremes in life is where I'm going to place you. You are the chosen nation, but the chosen nation has potential, but also <laughs> has the danger as well. Bracha means above and beyond, on top of the world, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Vaklala himeira machseres shalo yusaga maspik. Aklala is the worst. It's cursed, a cursed state that we we can't even fathom. Vishnehem lifnechem. They're both in front of you. Shelahasik fimashetiv karu. They're both there for you to achieve what you can achieve. Klal Yisrael is never going to be somewhere in the middle. Klal Yisrael will always be, says the Svarno, on the top or on the bottom of the nation, of the totem pole of nations throughout any history, throughout any uh, any moment in history. That's the Svarno. And expanding upon this is the Maharal Miprag. Again, many pointed out this idea, or expand upon it. We'll see it through the words of the Maharal in Netzach Yisrael towards the end in Perak Memvam. Netzach Yisrael is all about exactly what the title reflects, the Nitzchius of Klal Yisrael. Right? Many of the Maharal Svarm are based on the Pusik that we say in the morning, L'cha Hashem HaGedula V'Gevura V'Tiferes so we have Teferis Yisrael and Netzach Yisrael and Gvuros Hashem. Interesting that it's called Netzach Yisrael and Gvuros Hashem. The Nitzchis of Klai Yisrael, the Maharal, links to us. While Gvuros, he links to HaKadosh of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Netzach is HaKadosh Baruch Hu is obvious uh, in uh, helping us out and his Azer, but he calls it Netzach Yisrael. So it says the Maharal and Netzach Yisrael towards the end in Parak Memvav. He quotes the Gemara Mesechus Ksubis, Tanur Abanan on the right side. 
who we know was the God of Ador at the time of Chorban Bayis Sheni. Uh, he was carried, the Gemara tells us in Gittin, he was carried out, and he went to Vespasian and the, uh, the three, the three uh, wishes. But anyway, at one time he was riding on Chamar at this time period, he was going out of Yerushalayim, and his students were following him. Ra Riba Achas. He saw a young girl. She saw that she was so low, so downtrodden. She was looking for barley. Barley isn't even uh, food for people, as we know. She was looking for barley amongst the dung of the Arabs, the animals of the Arabs. Right, and she was, that's what she was looking for food. Kivan Sheraso so. And once she saw him, Rebbe, Parnasani, she says, could you, you have something to give me? Amr Allah, Rebbe Yechamad says, Biti Bas Miat. He says, who are you? Amr Allah, she says, Bas Nakdimon Ben Gurionani. I'm the daughter of Nakdimon Ben Gurion, one of the three richest people in Yerushalayim, as we know the story about Nakdimon in the Third parak of Mesechas Tainus, where he pays for all that the Nisim happened for him, and he pays for all of the water for Klal Yisrael. What's Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai's reaction to this terrible fate uh, that his daughter finds herself in? Am Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, Ashrechem Yisrael, praised are you, Klal Yisrael. If we're following the will of God, there's nobody above us. There's no nation, there's no language, there's no people above us. In a time when we're not following the word of God, then we're given over to the lowliest of nations. Not only the lowliest of nations, even the animals. And ask the Maharal, he's bothered by one word. Mothered by one word in this, in this, uh, story. And that is the first word of Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Zakai's answer. Ashrechem. Praised are you. This is a moment to give praise. This is a moment to be happy. This is a moment to, to think about how great we are. V'yeshla Tamua. My Lashon Ashrei de Ka'amar. What kind of Ashrei is this? How can you say Ashrei at a time when the Beis Hamikdash has been destroyed and the, and the, and the most affluent people are looking in the dung of the animals? What's the Ashrei? Says the Maharal, this is the Nitzchias of Klal Yisrael. This is how we survive. This is our secret. There's no bitl b'shishim. Right? There's no bitl when it comes to Klal Yisrael. Right? We are a birya, if we use Yeridea terms. We are an entity. And that entity either flows to the top or sinks to the bottom. But we're never floating around the middle. Says the Maharal, Hadavar Ashkosha Biarti Biarno Lachaz. I have explained on line nineteen. Kiba Vadai Baze Yeshliros Lisbonain Maalas Yisrael Al Yona. You can see the godless of Am Yisrael through the lowliness. Yeshla Mishparatsura Hashlema Ashemitzar Atzma Royal Hashlemas Lagamre. What completion and perfection were wrote we for it potentially? Vein La Roy Kisaran Klaal. If we don't exist, we totally don't exist, says the Maharal. But when we exist, we're on top. What does that mean? Ashrechem Yisrael. If you see how lowly we are, so that shows us how high we can soar. That is the that is the Maharal's idea about this Lashon. And that's why he says, Ashrechem Yisrael. He says on the next line, line, next column, line 13. Vakashatavin elo advarim alat mitatam. 
If you understand the truth of these words, as yiftachu l'chash sharem harbe, many gates will be open. Kidvarim harbe tuliyim bazeh b'mashein Yisrael shomadrega benonis. We are never in the middle. Oshehem moshlim alakol. We have been in Gaulus for 2,000 years and we struggle and we dive in that it should end. But why is it that we're the most downtrodden? Because inherently we have that potential to be on top. That's exactly what the Pasuk is saying. Also in Adam, says the Maharal. We're above the animals and we're above the other nations. But remember what Rashi quotes from the Medrash. If we're Zoche, we rule over everything. And we got to the lowliest level. We're either on top or either on the bottom. And then the Maharal had something beautiful. Says the Maharal, he quotes the Medrash in the Yalkut. Right, the Pasuk that we had back in Bamid Bar Perachav Gimel and Parshas Balak. What does Bilam say? Hashem Utukyanim Mitzrayim Ketoafot Re'emlo. We are like the Re'em, one of the most uh, splendid creatures. Kachumidaso, Cheto, Kima, Moridin. But this is what the Medrash says. This is the Midah. Chet Okima. Moridin Ka'of. If we sinned, Hashem brings us down like a bird. Shinemar Ephraim Ka'of Yisofeif. Zachu. Meromemotam Lamala Ka'of. And if we're Zoche, we get as high as a bird. Shinemar, as Yishayo says towards the end, Mi'ele Ka'of to Ufena. Adkan, the Medrash focuses and emphasizes us like a bird. As high as a bird, as low as a bird. What does that mean? Explains the Maharal. Why are we compared to a bird? Think about a bird out of any other animal. The bird is pretty spirit. We might, I don't know if we call it spiritual, but at least not as mishubid to this world. As we know, the bird flies. The bird has a certain essence that makes him different than all other creatures. Right, bird. Wouldn't be able to fly in the air if it was the same level of chumrius, of gashmius, as all other creatures. Because it would weigh it down. But a bird is not as focused on gashmius, and not focused, obviously. When we say focused, we don't mean uh, intellectually, but we need his inherent makeup as Hashem made him. So a bird can fly. But, on the other hand, as he will say, if there is a bird with a broken wing, that he's even worse than all the other animals. Other animals, they, they walk, they don't fly. But a bird with a broken wing is not going to survive too long on earth. Right? We look at a bird who broke his broken wing, we pity them. Why do we pity them? What do you mean? So now it's like a dog or a cat or a mouse. No, we pity a bird because the wing, the wing, the potential that the bird has... Right, it's uh, it falls away. Forty-seven. And that's Klal Yisrael. We can fly, but if we're not flying, we have broken wings. If we're following the word of Hashem, we have the upper such potential uh, answering to a higher authority. We are fitting to be so high and exalted. We're not fulfilling our potential. It's better. It's as if we're not there. 
If we have a certain inherent nature and we don't have that, then we fall to the ground. Other animals can't go down. Right? They were never up, so they can't go down. Birds go up. So they could come down. Vahavain hadvarim ha'elu me'od. Says the Mahal, understand this well. This is Klal Yisrael. This is Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael. Right? And we get back to the Pasuk. That is what this is. That's what this is about. Okay. Moving right along. Parakut Gimel. Again, Parsha's Re'eh, we know the Parsha's jam-packed with mitzvos. This Parsha starts the three Parshas in the Torah that we could go straight, and more mitzvos are in Re'eh, Shoftim, and Kiseitze, those three in a row, than any other Parshas in a row. We have Mishpatim, we have Emor, and Bahar, but here we have Re'eh, and Shoftim, and Kiseitze, jam-packed with mitzvos. Says the uh, Torah now. Perak Yud Gimel, Pasuk Vav. Pasuk Vav, says the Torah. Again, there's the skip around here and there. In the Parsha of Navi Sheker. Parsha of Navi Sheker, says the Torah right here in the beginning of Perek Yud Gimel. If there's a Navi, and he performs a sign for you. It comes true, but he says... He tells you to do a Bodhisara. Don't listen to him. Hashem is testing you. If you follow him. Make sure you follow Hashem. You must. That Navi is Chayav Misa. He's, he's talking negative. He's bringing you away from Hashem who took you out of Egypt. To take you away from the derech. And therefore The Vilna Gon in Adaras Elio is bothered by the double Lashon, specifically here. Right, Hashem, that Navi, Hamotzi Eschem, is, is telling you to go away from Hashem, Hamotzi Eschem, Mita'eres Betzrayim, Fa'apotcha Mibesavadim. He was a Motzi, he, capital H, Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, Va'apotcha, and he redeemed you from Besavadim. What's the parallel, what's the double Ashon of Motzi and Pode? Says the Vilnagon, whenever HaKadosh Baruch Hu performs a salvation in history, it always takes on one of two forms. Either what the Torah here calls Hotza'ah, Hatzalah, or Pidyon, redemption. Pidyon says the Grom, we'll read his words in a minute, Be'ez Hashem, Pidyon throughout Halacha always means substitution. There's a change of status. Pidyon, Pidyon Meiser Sheni, Pidyon uh, Hektish, Right, the Kedusha goes from A to B. That's Pidyon. Says the Grot, the same thing with redemptions, with salvations. There's a salvation of redemption when one person is saved and one person takes the place of the person who was saved. One people were saved and one people are put into place. That's one type of salvation. The other type is just without any substitution. Right, it's just out, the salvation. Says the Grot, both of those salvations took place in Mitzrayim. 
Let's see what the Gros says. Adaris Alyo, the Talmudim and the Gros put this together. Hamot Yesrami Yaris Bitsrayim, both Rami Besavadim. Source number three. Shebez Gu'ulos Hayabet Yes Bitsrayim. There were two types of redemptions, of salvations in Mitzrayim. Echad Balaila, one at night. While Klai Yisrael were still, right, in Mitzrayim. Vuhuaschalta de Gu'ula. Shamar Moshe, Moshe says, Lapara Balaila, Imtirza Liftar, Miyad, Minamakos, Amarlohem, Benechoranatem. Tell them they could go. Tell them they're free. That was the beginning. And the next day they went out Biyad Ramah. Again, the beginning of Meseches Machos. We've discussed this in other shiurim. The top of Meseches Machos, before Perak Olive, there's a little brysa that's quoted. And on that top of that brysa, the brysa asks the stira between night and day. Right? The brysa says... Uh, how exactly, when did B'nai Yisrael go out? Did they go out before, at night? Did they go out by day? Says the Mesech HaSmachas. I'll just read the Brisa, the beginning of Ovel Rabasi, which is called Mesech HaSmachas. I didn't give it to you, but I'm reading from there. Hashem hit, smote all the firstborns. By night, by daytime. So was it at night? Was it by day? So Rabbi Yochanan answered that Brisa that even though he hit them, he smote them at night, they didn't die till the next day. Okay, and we discussed that in the past from the Nachlas Yaakov on the bottom of the of the Mesechus Bachas. What exactly is the message? Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu have to do it that way? But according to the Gra, it's referring to different redemptions: one at night and one by day. I use redemption not as a translation of pidyon, but as a salvation. Says the Gra. Said there are two. At night was one, and the next day was two. The Al Gu'ulas Laila now continuing. Hayapidion shall Yisrael. Gu'ulas Laila, that was what we call Pidion. Mimakas Bechoros, Kamoshakasav, Kobachare Maragta, Uvacharcha Gaalta. Our firstborns were saved, their firstborns were killed. That was the salvation of Pidion, of substitution. The Gu'ula shall Yom, who But the Gu'ula of the Yom, that was just straight out. Straight out salvation. Lakach Nemar, that's the Pasik here. Hamotzi Eschem, Me'eret Mitzrayim. Motzi, he was Motzias? It's in the opposite order. Maybe because it's going backwards because it already happened. Me'eret Mitzrayim, he took us out Hotza'a. And that was by Yom. Hamotzi Balkarcham Vapotcha. That was the night before. That was the redemption. Mibes Avadim. Mibes Avadim. The Gora doesn't pick up on it, but maybe that's also the line in Mitzrayim and Avadim. Rameret Mitzrayim, that was just a straight salvation. Mibes Avadim. Who were the Beis Avadim? It was the, uh, they became Avadim, uh, and because of that, possibly that were the, uh, that was the redemption, because they were the substitution. It says the Grah, this is the Pasuk also in Yeshayo. We mentioned this in the Navishir this year. Also the double Ashon. You don't think I could uh, redeem you and save you? Is Hashem's hand too small from Pedus and Hatzalah? Same thing. Yadaimi Pedus hu geulash aide pidyon. Where are examples in history besides Makas Bacharos? Kimo, Mordechai, Shanitan Haman Tachtav. Mordechai was saved. Haman was hung. The same tree. Ube Mitzrayim, Nitnu Bacharim, Tachas Bacharim Yisrael. Velakach Amar Lashon Pidyon. That's number one. V'gamein b'koach hu ge'ula b'lo pidyon v'hu b'yad chazaka. So those are the two types of the two stages and two qual- uh, qualitative 
redemption that took place in Mitzrayim, one as a substitution, one as a pure Hatzalah, and says the Grah, that gives us an insight into this Pasik, Parshas Re'eh, talking about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in general. Okay, moving right along. Says the Torah, Perek Yudala now, getting to the next Perek. We get into the section of Kashrus. Kashrus, we know, is in Parsha Shmini and also here in Parsha Re'eh. You are children to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Lo siskodedu v'lo sasimu karcha beinechem lameis kiam katosha dalashem lakecha v'chuba v'chula. That is a hakdama uh, going into going into the halachas of kashrus. But really, the title of Hilchas Kashrus lo sochal kol toeva. Do not eat any toeva. Toeva we usually translate as an abomination. Do not eat any abomination. Uncle says, Kol dimirachak. Anything that should be distanced. Right? Kol dimirachak. Don't, don't eat. Kol toeva. Rashi. Kol shetaavti lacha. Anything that I have made abominable to you. Kigom. Tsaramozim bechar. Kadilashachto bimedina. If you make a mum in a bachar carbon in order to eat it in Medina, we know if a mum gets a bachar, it loses its kedusha. Hari davar shetah avdi lacha kol mum lo yibo. I've already told you that is a toeva or bishal basa bechalav. Hari davar shetah avdi lacha hisker kanalachilaso. Okay, kol toeva. Says the gra. I'm sorry, we just did the gra. Says the nitziv. Right, a couple of generations later. Says the nitziv. What's the lashon of kol toeva? Lo sochal kol toeva, to include all types of non-kosher. And is non-kosher toeva? We've mentioned in, past, in the past that the word toeva is used by various isurim in the Torah. Sometimes it describes the act. Sometimes it describes an object. Right, like here, kol toeva, the non-kosher animal is called toeva. Or avodizara is called toeva. Very rarely, but it comes up once or twice, very rarely is the person called toeva. The person who cheats uh, in uh, master umatan in business, he, the Torah calls, right, uh, a, t- a toeva. Kol ose avel. Right, that's, but most of the time the Torah either says the object or the act is called toeva. But what does the Russian mean, kol toeva? Says the Nitziv. That one word is teaching us how we're supposed to view what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says is Aser. Says the Grah top left. Kol toeva. Mashmo'os toeva who... What does the word toeva mean and what does the word kol toeva mean? The word toeva means, says the Nitziv, mashateva enoshi mirachek mitzashu adam. Toeva means objective. Toeva means what every person should think naturally is abominable and should be stayed away from. Kol toeva is beyond that. Kol toeva means even if there's something that I do not find abominable, so to speak, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells me not to do it, then I have to view it as that. Kol to, and what does the word toeva mean? It means something that I need to stay far away from. Avoloshen kol toeva mashva kol lecha. As he picks up Arashi, everything that I have been mitayiv to you. Mitayiv is, is, a, is a verb. It's an active verb. Hashem says, I have made abominable to you certain things, and I need you to include that in your list of toeva. V'nefesh Yisraeli ra'uy It's appropriate for the Jewish soul to be mitayiv it. Shemargil atzmo lehisrachik. 
to stay away, to condition myself, to stay away from uh, forbidden foods, until Mamish by soul finds it difficult, as it says in Bechorot and it says elsewhere. That's to'eva and kol to'eva. It's beyond, right? Something that we have to make to'eva. This relates, again, the Nitziv doesn't have any chilukim here, but it might relate, it does relate, to the Rambam. I didn't give it to you again, but we've had it in the past, the Rambam and the Shemona Prakim. Well, the Rambam has a couple of famous hakdamas. One hakdama he has to Perak Chelek, that's all the last Perak of Sanhedrin, which is all about the the Animamins and the Mashiach and everything that's going to happen in the future, and t- talks about Nevuah there too. The Rambam has a hakdama to Pir Mishnah in general, and he has a hakdama to Pir Eight chapters, Shmona Prakim. In the sixth chapter there, the Raman discusses this idea that the Nesiv is talking about. Do we have to do this by every single Avera? We have to view it as, oh, disgusting, terrible? The Raman says there's a machlokas between the philosophers and the Chachamim. And then he makes Shalom between them. He throws first the philosophers. Amru Afilosofim, Sha'amoshel Benafsha, the Ramam has two phrases, two people, two categorizations of people. Amoshel Benafsha, someone who is in control of his soul, or a, meaning someone who has a uh, taiva to do something else, but he controls himself. Moshel Benafsha, even if he does great things. If I wish I could do the other thing, and I desire them, and I'm kovish my yitzer, that's somebody who is a Moshe Benafsho. He overcomes, he does what's right, but for whom it's ta'er, and he's in pain. That is a Moshe Benafsho. But then the Ramam says, the other category is a chasid me'ule. Who is a chassid me'ule? Someone who is nimshach bepeulato achermasha tiireyu tabasovet chunaso. Someone who has made themselves, who's conditioned themselves to be exactly to want to do exactly what he does. V'yasa tovos v'humisave v'nichsaf aleihem, and he desires to do the, what's good. So who's which is better? So the philosophers says the Rambam said that a chassid is yozer chajim yozer shalom and amoshem anavsho. So a chassid meula. If you don't even want to do the wrong thing, that's even better. That's that's moshe benavsho is good, but it's not the higher. While the chachamim say no, it's moshe benavsho. As as the the chazal say, efshi ve efshi, alai. What can I do? So that's the machlokas. Says the Rambam, I want to make shalom. This is the issue of the Nitziv. Do we make it kol toeva? We have to be mitayivit. The Rambam would say, yeah, that's true. But it's not all the way. It's not across the board. The Rambam is mechalik between what we would call shimios and sichliots. Chukim and mishpatim. Says the Rambam, shneihem emes ve'ein machlokis b'neim klal. Maybe Kedarko tries to make shalom between philosophy and the Torah. He makes shalom. V'hu, shaharot, asherin yitzav philosophim ra'oz, asher amru shemishal yitzav aleim, yosar choshem and emisav aleim, yichboshez yitzra aleim. What were the philosophers talking about? That you have to not even want to do it. Those are mefursamim shehein ra'oz, kegon. Shvichas damim v'geneva v'gzela v'ona. Ulahazik lemishalohehralo. Damaging, stealing, killing. Oh, you can't have, I wish I could kill the person. What can I do? Hashem says no. No. We have to make sure that we condition ourselves to be someone who does not want to be mazik or gonev or gomal chesed or kibbutz aim or vechulu. 
And that's, those are one category. But the other category that it's okay to want but overcome, so those are things that we wouldn't have had without the Torah. Jacob wouldn't have said anything, they wouldn't be ra'a. It's only ra because the Torah said, and that's why we have to be meta'ev them, to use the language of the Nasiv, but it doesn't mean that uh, we can't have a taiva for them. And that's what the Ram says, Basa Bachalov, Levisha Shatnis, the Arayos. He puts Arayos in here. Interesting. Vela Mitzvos, Bachulu, and he continues. Says the, that's the Rambam, in the Shemona Prakim. But the Nitziv says, whether the Nitziv means just Lamaisa, be Matai of them, or even deep down to be Matai of them, which is what he more sounds like, that's learned out from the extra word of Toeva and Kol Toeva. Okay. Second part of Re'e, or I should say the last part of Re'e, is familiar to many of us from the laning on a Chag. The laning on a Chag starts off Aser Ta'aser by Chamishi. Aser Ta'aser is called Tua Sarecha, give Meiser, Meiser Tevua. We know Meiser Tevua is Da'oraisa. Meiser Ksafim is now where in the Torah. Meiser Ksafim, according to Rovri Shonim, is an ancient, ancient Minhag, not a daraisa, right? Taz Yochid that says daraisa, something is a drabanan, but Rovi Shonim assume that it is a minhag tov, uh, Meiser Ksafim, but Meiser Tevua, obviously, is a din daraisa, but Chazal Darshan and Mesechas Tainis, uh, Aser, Aser to Aser, Aser Bishvil Shatitasher. Aser, take off Meiser in order to become rich. And there's even a story quoted, it's in the Medrash, Tosas quotes some of it in, uh, Tainis Daftes, and you have it there in source number five, the entire story. There was a rich man, and his field produced a thousand kur every year. Very nice. That Tosfus is about Maeser Ksafin. The Tosfus quotes a, a drasha. And but that, uh, the Ashir took Mea Kurin, La Maeser, but he always gave exactly a hundred kur. He was very mocked on his Maeser. When he was about to die, he calls over his son and says, This field is amazing. It produces a thousand kur every year. He's Zahir. Just be careful. You want it to continue producing? So you have to give a hundred kur to Meiser. And he died and that was his last instructions he gave to his son. And the son is standing there and the son starts off following his father. After all, he listens. But, you know, after a year or two, he realizes it's hard to give. 10%? It's a lot. Right? He doesn't focus on 90% he has. Focus on the 10%. So he starts giving a little less. He starts giving a little less. The field starts giving a less. Starts giving. Shamu Krovav. And his, his Krovim here. And he goes to complain to them. What's going on here? They say it's your fault. It's your fault. People come to him in uh, dressed properly. The man says, are you happy that I'm losing? They say, well, it's your fault. Why don't you, didn't you give my sir properly? And then they quote the sharp marshal. When you first got the field, when the field was in the hand of your father's, you were the balabayas, you were in charge, you gave a lot of my sir, was the Kohen, and that was fine. You gave it to the Aniyim, which was basically giving it to a Baruch Hu. 
But now that you're not being appropriate, you're not acting properly, you can't be the Balabais anymore. Kodesh Baruch has to be the Balabais. If he's the Balabais, he gets 90%. And that's why your field is going. In life, we have to be able to be the Balabais. We're only the Balabais if we're doing what Kodesh Baruch wants us to do and giving the appropriate maestress at Staka. And then there's an unbelievable shot he writes on the bottom here in the Osir Satora, quoted from the Kol Yosef. He quotes the Medrash Plia. Aser ta'aser, im asmol va'aymina, v'im ha'yemin va'asmi'ila. According to the Pasuk back from Sefer Bracious. What does that mean, right? If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. What does that have to do with aser ta'aser? Says the Sefer Kol Yosef. The difference between ta'aser, giving off tithing, and ta'asher, becoming rich, what's the difference between those two? Just where you put the dot. Do you put the dot on the right side? Do you put the dot on the left side? Says the Sefer Kol Yosef. Im small. If you go to the left, if you put the dot on the left, ma'aser. If you give tzaka, aimina. I'll put it on the right. I'll make you an ashir. Im hasmol va'aimina. Ve'im haimin. But if you put it on the right, you make yourself an ashir. You don't give asmiila. Then I'm gonna make it to the left. You're only gonna have. You're only gonna have ten percent left anyway. Right? Like Rashi says in uh, back. I think in Parshas Naso. So im hasmol va'aimina. That's aser to aser. We give in order to get. That is the secret of being a proper gizbar, being a proper uh, person for HaKadosh Baruch being a proper treasurer for HaKadosh Baruch It just says at the end, that's also maybe the Pasuk to Tehillim on the top of the next page. The David Malik says, Ze'ani kara v'ashem shomea mikol tzarosaf ha'otzilo. Ze'ani kara. Or sometimes people go over and ask, and the person says, I, I have no money. Ze'ani kara. He calls himself an ani. You call yourself an ani, you can't give. Hashem shomei. Hashem hears. When we call hoshio, Hashem will save you from the sarah of being asked for tzedakah. You don't like being asked uh, by people for tzedakah? I'll save you that problem. I'll save you that problem. People will stop coming to you. You know, I'll see people stop coming to you because right, you won't have the means to be able to give them. But the Pasuk is aser, the more we give, the more we get. The Mepharshim even say this in the context outside of money. We see this in terms of Talmud Torah as well. Sometimes, you know, there's a, there's a balance. You know, somebody wants to do his own learning. There's a Talmud Chacham, there's a Gadol, wants to do his own learning, but they have to prepare a shear and they have to give shear. And it's hard. It's hard to like, oh, I want to learn my own thing. Why do I want to give so many shiurim? A Talmud Chacham might say. You know what we say? Hashem says, Aser b'shel shetit asher. Aser. Give. Give of your time. Give of your time to teach Torah. Kodesh Baruch will pay you back. Bishvil Shetit Asher, you'll become rich. Well, you'll have special siyata deshmaya to be kone the learning. Because we're, what is that Kodesh Baruch Hu be? Malami Toralamo Yisrael. Right? We're following Kodesh Baruch Hu in the ultimate way of a halakta bedracha. So, Aser Bishvil Shetit Asher in terms of everything. Okay. Parak Tezvav. We have repeated again the mitzvahs of Shemitah, but here we have the mitzvah of Shemitah's Ksafim. The mitzvah of forgiving loans. Perek Tesvav by Shishi. Mikeit Sheva Shanim Shemitah. At the end of seven years, you shall do. You shall make Shemitah. Tase Shemitah. What does that mean? Vizet Var Shemitah. This is the Dvar Shemitah. And we already had in Mishpatim and elsewhere. And in Parshas Bahar. The laws of Avodas HaKarka. So this is a different area of Shemitah. Uh, this is Shemitah's Ksafim. Vizet Var Shemitah. These are the words, the matter of Shemitah. But Chazal learn out something from every word in this Pasuk. Shamot, kol ba'am ma'ashe yado. 
Shamot. What does Shamot mean? That's where the word Shemitah comes from. Does it mean forgive? I'm not sure. Anyone who lends their friend money, Shamot the loan. Lo Do not go and pressure your friend, the Esachiv, to pay back. It is called a Shemitah. Lashem, and therefore, do not go and ask. Es ha-nachriti goes, the nachri you can, asher yelecha zachicha tashmet yadecha. Eves kilo yebucha evyon, kibarech yivarech Hashem, Hashem blesses you. Ba'arat asher Hashem lokecha, nosin lecha nachla l'rishta, obviously hilcha shmita, and shviyas are only in Eretz Yisrael, the land of, the land of Kedusha. There is a fundamental machlokes rishonim, to mention, uh, to, how to understand the mitzvah shmitas ksafim. What does one have to do for Shemitah's Ksafim? Meheri Yibana Beis HaMikdash, all the Shvatim will be in their proper places in Eretz Yisrael. It'll be a Dindar Isa. Be a Dindar Isa, Shemitah's Ksafim. We have to know these halachas. What is the mitzvah? What is the mitzvah? What do we have to do? So that goes to the root of a machlokas, known as the machlokas between the Mordechai and the Yireim. I gave you a summary of it in source number seven, quoted here in the Mitzvah HaMelech. But he quotes the, uh, uh, we showed him verbatim here. Says the Mordechai. What is the mitzvah of Shemitah's Ksafim? It is a mitzvah, but says the Mordechai, there is an order, in the name of Rabbeinu Avigdar, there's an automatic element. Read the language of the Mordechai. Line 16. The case was that a person didn't come and uh, try to collect a loan, and, and he said if it was forgiven. I have the following suffix. A big loan, long loan. He's coming to collect a loan. And he says, what do you mean? The past already. Loan doesn't exist. He didn't see him the whole year. He, the Malvet, did not say, I'm Mishamit, I forgive it. Maybe since Shemitah passed and he did not say, I forgive it, maybe he can still collect. Shemitah's gone, went and came and gone. So what exactly is the halacha? Says the Rabbeinu Avigdar, It's automatic. Shemitah's ksafim is an automatic hafka'a of the loan. It is uprooted. The loan does not exist anymore. The chiv to collect. No. The Malvah doesn't have to say anything. It's a mitzvah to say something, but you don't need that in order for it to kick in. Says the Mordechai, it's what's called in the Talmudic language, Afkata Demalka. It's an uprooting of the king, the king capital K. Kodesh Baruch Hu uproots the Chiv, and therefore even if the person didn't say a word, still the, mitzvah, the loan is forgiven. And that is against the Shita, that, that is similar to how many, most Rishonim, I would say, say, the Rambam, the Rambam's Lashon, you have it there on the top of the next column, Ain At the end of seven years, As the sun sets on the Rosh Hashanah after Shemitah, Avad Hachov. The Chov is lost. Does not say anything about any words that have to be said. That is the sheet of the Mordechai, the Ramam, and others. Who are used? The Sefer Yur'ayim. Rabbi Elazar Mimetz, a student of Rabbeinu Tam, one of the Baalei Hatosfas, who also wrote a Sefer HaMitzvos of the 613. 
So he says, very surprisingly, no. No, Shemitah's Ksafim is a Chofas Gavra. That's what's called Afkata de Gavra. It's on the person where it's underlined. The Chof Sha'avra Lab Shviyas Enamashar Lova La'akvo. A chov that Shviyas passes by, a lova is not allowed to withhold from paying back. Ela alpimalve. Only the malve has an obligation to forgive it. But it's not automatic. If the malve didn't say mishamitani, the lova has to pay back. The lova could be mazvin the malve to say, well, it's your chiv to be mishamitit. The bezek could force the malve to say mishamitani. But at least conceptually, you need the gaver. You need the malve to forgive the loan. That is a major machlokas. We showed him how do we understand the mitzvah of Shvidas Ksafen. But let's take a step back now. Ask the mitzvah samelech. According to the Ureim, I understand what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is for the malve to say, the loan is forgiven, I'm not collecting. Some type of lashon like that. But according to Rov Rishonim, that it's automatic, the end of Shemitah, the loan disappears. So what's the mitzvah? This is a mitzvah's assay. One of the 613, one of the 248. So what's the mitzvah? Is it a mitzvah just not to do anything? Is that the mitzvah? Like Shabbos. Like the mitzvah of Shabbason is, the Ramban says it's something positive. But you might say that even not doing anything. That if, sometimes you have a mitzvah's assay, b'shev al Just like sometimes you have a mitzvah's lo say b'kum va'asei. Right, lo samon al Means, I have to do something. Sometimes you have low sases that are active. Sometimes you have, you have to be active not to violate. Sometimes you have mitzvahs that are passive. You have to be passive to fulfill a mitzvah say. So is this one of them? You don't do anything? The mitzvah samelech has three suggestions. What exactly is the mitzvah? What do you have to do? So we turn the page, says the mitzvah samelech number one. It's automatic, as we know. But maybe to give a mashal. To give a mashal. He doesn't give the mashal, but we'll give another mashal. Kiddush. Kiddush on Shabbos. What's Kiddush on Shabbos? Shabbos is Makudash Viomed. Shabbos is Kfi of The Gemara says in Mesechah's Bamatsiya. What does my Kiddush do? Zachar Yom Shabbos Lakacho. Shabbos is sanctified even if I do nothing. It's Shabbos. It's still in Isra Malacha. What's the answer? There's still an idea for me to add my personal element. If I add my personal element, that, Kaddish Baruch does it. That's true. But sometimes Hashem says, you know what? I want you to also do something. That's Shabbos Kiddush. That's the mashal that he gives is Bechor. We know the Gemara tells us that Afa quotes on line 14. Zecher l'davar. Nolava Bechor be'edro mitzvah l'agdisho. A Bechor tahora. Right? When it comes out of its mother, it's automatically kadosh. It's a karban. But the Gemara says there's still a mitzvah l'agdisho to designate it as, as hektish. Why? It's automatic. No. Afa b'shikvar kadosh me'elav mishas leida. So maybe that's the mitzvah. You're right. You don't really do anything. But for you to say, I'm not collecting it, that adds something. Number one. Second suggestion, he says, based on the Sefer HaChinuch, Tafayin Zayin. The Sefer HaChinuch always says at the end of a mitzvah, how are you mavatal the mitzvah? The over alzeh. If somebody violates this mitzvah, Shvidas Ksafim, Vitava es chavero al chov sha'avralav. And you claim from your friend the chov. Sha'avralav shana shvidas bizana bayis, if you're tovea the shchov, you're mevatel the mitzvah. So what's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is not to be a tovea the chov. The mitzvah seems to be to act as if he doesn't owe you the money. You see him, you don't ask for the money. That's the mitzvah. 
But even though you're right, it doesn't exist. But for you to act as if it doesn't exist, so that is the mitzvah. Number two. Finally, the third idea, which he quotes from the Sefer Mishnah Yosef, maybe it means before the end of Shemitah to go over and say it's canceled. Right, so then that's the simplest. But it's not just beforeish anywhere. Kind of like bitul chametz, right? It's, it's not going to be mine when chametz stub when Pesach starts anyway. But I have to get rid of it beforehand, so I have to try to get rid of my loan beforehand, and in that way to fulfill the mitzvah. Okay, either way, a couple of suggestions about the mitzvah of shmitas ksafim, how exactly it is it is fulfilled. Good. So we are still in this, the last part of the parsha, and we get into the chagim. We get into the Chagim, obviously why it's laid on the Chagim. And we have the Mitzvah of Simchas Yantif. The Mitzvah of Simchas Yantif is quoted here by Sukkis v'samachta v'chagecha. Towards the end of the Parsha, as we know, we have Chag HaSukkis Tazcha Shavas Yamim v'samachta v'chagecha, right after Maftir, Ata u'vincho v'techa v'azach v'amasecha v'alevi v'ager v'yasa v'amana asher b'sherecha. Right? Simchas Yantiv, as the Rambam so eloquently describes at the end of Hilchas Lulav, where he says the greatest simcha in the world is simcha of sharing with others, and if somebody only has it for themselves, that's simchas habeten and simchas hakares, right? And uh, the kafrei samach, and not and not and not true simcha. And that's why all these people I mentioned, you have to share the simcha with with others. We mentioned that the Vilna Gaon held that, or mentioned once that simchas Yantiv is the hardest mitzvah of the year. There are different suggestions of what the hardest mitzvah of the year is. The Briskarab said, Sipriyasiyas Mitzrayim. The uh, Vilna Gon here says, Simchas Yantif. Right, there are others. Uh, the Isra of Nakama is pretty hard. That's a low sase. What about the Assays? Right, Simchas Yantif is hard. It says the Gra. Right, imagine seven days straight without getting upset, without being disappointed about anything, to keeping the, the equilibrium of, ah, uh, Everything's so great, right? The whole family is home, not getting on each other's nerves. All the kids are home, out from school, and, and the family, and the traffic, and the tiulim, and simchas yantif. It's not simple. If I'm a home alone, stay. But in the in our lives, it's not so simple. But that's the mitzvah, says the Grah, simchas yantif. What's the secret? What's the secret for us? We might say, on yantif itself specifically, but we could also ask this in general. The secret of simcha. But also, every single day, says Reb He talks about sukkis and then he generalizes. And it's an obvious point, but we have to review it again and again. Says Reb point number one. Right, we usually think of Tishrei. If we would ask ourselves, what's the most important uh, day of Tishrei? So probably most of us would either say Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. But says Reb it's a process. Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur to sukkis. To Simchas Torah, Shmini Yatzeres. The highlight is sitting in the Sukkim, B'Tzela Tehem Nusa. Line 7. Ha'emez hi'afucha l'chalutin. Simchas HaSukos hi'atach l'shalayamim hanoroim. That's the goal. Kol avodas ha'tshuva v'haslicha she'betchilas tishrei. The whole avodah of tshuva and slicha and forgiveness. Ba'ala harchik me'itanu. Da'agal u'tareinu mi'chateinu. We go through Yom Kippur to be able to become clean, to not have any worries. And if we don't have any worries... And we leave our Gashmias and we go sit outside with our Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's the ultimate Simchas Yantif, right? That's why Sukkis has the, the Simchas Yantif explicit in the Torah. How could you have Simcha when you're worried 
about your michya and your enemies and you're locked up in the house, sitting outside when we're sitting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the ultimate simcha. But again, what's the, what's the secret? How do I have perspective? It says of Nevenzal, it's all about proper evaluation and ha'aracha of what we have. That's the secret. What we call asomech b'chalko. It's obvious. It's simple. We all know this. But we have to review it again and again and again. Ha'aracha. Line 18 on the next page. In source number 10. Ha'ikarhu. Ketzani marech as mashi Hainu. Ha'em limadati as atzmi lehisbonei nechona al hamitziyus. Do I recognize the reality of amashahenikli ashemimena that Hashem has given me? Do I recognize? And this applies to all areas of life. Number one, he says, my parents. Do I recognize my parents? Do I do I have enough akarasatov to my parents? Right? Actually, right? Do I uh, do I, and how if, if they have passed on? How does one follow? How does one fulfill kibbutz of aim following in the footsteps of one's parents? Right? So how do you know? Why? Because they've done so much for me. And even if they didn't, unbelievable. Says Rav Nevenzal. We know at the end of Parshas Noach, the pasuk tells us that Terach died. And then we have Lech Lecha. And Rashi quotes there, Terach didn't die yet. Terach didn't die for another 60 years. And yet, it says that he died. Why? Because, Rashi quotes, it could lead to Achil Hashem. Right? Achil Hashem, people are going to hear that Avraham left, and he left his his father, his elderly father, he left him. Avraham, how could Avraham do that? It's, uh, he's leaving. Where's the keep it of aim? Wait a minute. Kibbutz Avaim? What did Terach teach him? Terach, the Oved Avodazar par excellence. Terach, who got mad when he, when he destroyed the idols. Terach didn't teach him too much about Torah and Mitzvahs, about how being a good person. Terach, Oved Elilim Ayadua. Lodai Shachinech is Banav Avodazar. Elav Radav is Chayem Agashmiim. Kishakafu Belilus. But it doesn't matter. A parent is a parent, says Rav Nevenzal, and we have to have the proper perspective. What about a spouse turning over the page? What about a spouse? And again, he says if we look in Chazal, we can find a secret as to how and the proper perspective that we're supposed to have. Ke'elef Shadalach Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim, line 10. A thousand years after Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim. Right? Almost a thousand years. Kodesh Baruch Hu is getting angry. He's going to destroy. Chorban Beis HaMikdash. What does he say to Yermio? Zacharti lachesed ne'urayich. Oh, I remember. I remember when we went out of, you went out of Mitzrayim. Oh, you were so good. We went into the Midbar Be'eretz Lozarua. You went into the desert. You agreed. You agreed to come with me. Amazing. I'm so excited. Right now, I'm so angry with you, but you know, I, I, I'm trying to put it into perspective. I'm remembering the love, the commitment that you showed me. One second, says Rav Nevitz. Let's think about this. What kind of commitment did we show him? It wasn't like we were living a, living it up in, in Mitzrayim. We were avadim. We were downtrodden. We were subjugated. Our babies were thrown into the river. And we left. What? We did that for Hashem? We did that for us. We did that because we needed to get out. Okay, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it for us. And yet Hashem says, I remember. I remember the beginnings. We were so much in love. He remembers it as chesed. Says the Rebbe Nevitzal, every couple 
Every couple, you know, when they start the marriage, the young couple, they're going out into an Eretz Lozarua. It's the unknown. Each of them are committing to get along with the other person, to find ways to become a unit, to build a bias naman. And nobody knows what, how it's going to work. But we have to remember, and we have to remember the Eretz Lozarua and put into perspective you know what exactly this the, the spouse means for for the marriage, and I remember the love and the excitement that existed earlier that we mentioned in past years. The, the uh, Haara, my friend, quotes in one of his uh, one of his books. Right after Chava eats from the tree, and Hashem and Adam eats from the tree, and Hashem meets out punishment to all of the all of the parties involved. The Nachash gets his punishment, and uh, and Chava and and uh, and uh, Adam. What's the very next pasuk? What's the very next pasuk? After Hashem gives all of the punishments, the very next pasuk, man, you are going to die. Hashem says, "What's the very next pasuk?" Parak Gimel pasuk Chaf. Hashem calls Adam Chava. I'm sorry, Hashem Adam. Adam calls Isha Chava because she's the mother of all life. And the next pasuk, Vayas Hashem Elokim Adam Lishto Chasos, or Vayal Bishem. What's the Hemshech Absukim? What will we have expected? Right after punishments were given over, Hashem leaves. Adam turns to Chava and says, "Look what you did. Thanks a lot. You are my Azer Kenegdi. I can't. What you do? I can't believe the Nachash convinced you. Better not happen again. What's his reaction? His reaction is he calls her Chava Kiyaseim Kolchai. He puts things into perspective. This was a bad moment, right? It was a terrible moment. But she is the mother of mankind. And Adam is able to put it into perspective. Hashem sees that Adam could put things into perspective. Next passage, Hashem gives them clothes and protects them. I'll put things into perspective too. I'll give you kosnos or. And that's the putting into perspective. And that's how we have simcha, says Rebbe Nevenzal. If we recognize what we have, he then quotes in the next piece. Says there are two people, there are two types of people that can never fulfill the Gemara. The Gemara that says a person has to make the bracha of Daina Ms the same way that he makes Hatova Metiv. There are two types of people who can't make that bracha properly. Number one is someone who, like Rabbi Zusha, why Rabbi Zusha? He can't make the bracha on the raw because. There is no raw, right? The famous stories. Go to Rabbi Zusha. And Rabbi Zusha, how do you make the bracha on the dynamic? He says, I, I don't know. I've never made it. Everything's so great. Everything's amazing. I have nothing, but everything's amazing. So Rabbi Zusha has trouble. But also, on the other extreme, someone who thinks everything is raw. And that's Haman, or people like Haman. Haman on everything, explains Rabbi David Zal. He was Mishnah Lamelech. Everybody bowed down to him. He had a wife. He had a Zivig Mushlam. He had ten sons. He had everything. He had Osher. The Kolzeh Inenu Shavili. Kolzeh, nothing. It's not worth anything because it's one Jew. Everything that he had, right? Haman, Haminait Sazeh, right? He could have eaten from everything, right? Maybe Adam learned that lesson. Maybe Adam originally saw what he couldn't eat, not what he could eat, and afterwards he gets the proper perspective. Haman Minatora Minayin. But says of Nevenzal, we have to recognize what we have. And then he says a yesod that applies to all of us on line 21. And even especially in Ruchnius, 
In Ruchnius, we have to be happy and sameach, not happy in a way that we're complacent, but happy in a way that we appreciate every hasaga in Ruchnius that we have. We're able to go to a shir one day. We went to Dafyomi one day. We went to the rabbi shir one night. Amazing how good we have to try to allow that to make us feel. Right? We, we learned Shnaya Mikra. Right? He said there are two types of Jews. He gives the example. Two types of Jews that came into davening late. Line 26. One runs in and he sees the Tzibur is in the middle of Tzibur. He's like, oh, again I miss Brachas. Again I got here by Ashrei. And he's upset about it. But he's not upset in a way that is going to motivate him to try to come earlier. He's not upset. And then somebody else comes at the same time. He says, oh, Baruch Hashem. I'm here for Baruch Hu. I'm here for Yishtabach. I'm getting down with a minion. I have to try to come earlier. I have to try. I really have to try to come earlier. But it's somebody who appreciates what there's left. Someone who appreciates the Ruchnius that he's going to be involved in. We have to be so besimcha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to listen to a Parsha Shir, to grow together, to have a talk to him three times a day, to have a benching. We have to realize that. That's how we have to realize uh, in all of our Avodah Hashem. If we're besimcha, that'll spill over to Yantif, Simchas Yantif, but it'll spill over to our lives as well. Again, there's a lot here. Feel free to continue reading the uh, Ma'amar. Okay, one last point. Let's try to squeeze in uh, on the Haftorah. Right, all these Haftorahs, again, are from Sefer Yeshayo. We have the Shiva and Nechemto, all from Yeshayo. So we have Aniyasarara, Lonu Chama. We have this week's um, Haftorah from Yeshayahu, Nundalit, and Nunhei. So there is one Pasuk that Rav Chaim Kinevsky picks up on, right in the middle of the Haftorah. Says the, says the Haftorah, Kol Kli Yutzaralayich, every Kli, every tool that has put upon you any weapon, Lo Yitzlach, will not be successful. And any tongue that stands up against you, Tarshi'i, Right, you shall make Russia. You shall uh, say is wrong. You'll overcome it. Zos nachlas avdei Yashem vitzid kasame itinu umashem. Says the time it across. There's something hidden in this pasuk. Hinei source fifteen. There are two ways that throughout the history, the nations of the world try to uproot us. Right? We said in the first part tonight, we're always on top or on the bottom. There are two ways they try to ruin us. Number one, I dig zeros vishmados vitsaros. The physical annihilation, pogroms, crusades, holocaust. Number two, I promises, seductions, arguments, intellectual intellectual convincing that you have to come. Shuvi, shuvi, Ashulam has come over to us. Come over to us. We have the greater religion. Kaddish Baruch Hu promises us through Yeshayo, He's going to protect us from both. We will not give in ultimately. Number one, every physical clee that is brought upon you, nationally, there will be terrible destructions. Yes, but you'll still stick around. Kla Yisrael, Am Yisrael Chai. The physical tools, Lo Yisrael won't be successful. And what's the second? Kol Lashon, every tongue that tries to convince you, Tarshi, you will condemn, you will say is wrong, you'll overcome. And then he says, the continuation of the Pasuk is too. Because if you think about it, the first one, Hashem, kind of has to come in and protect us. We don't have Bechir Chavshis when it comes to number one. That's why it says... In the second part, Zos Nachlas Avdi Hashem. This is the Nachala of my servants. A Nachla is something that I yarshin. I don't do anything, but it's appropriate. It's it's raui. It's fitting for me to have a Nachla. 
That's why it's nachla magia lahem bedin kamo nachla. But the second one, the convincing with the tongue, really, that's our fault. Really, we have Bechir Echavshis to reject, to stand strong. And yet Hashem says, I'm going to be there for you. Hashem promises us, and that's Tzedek. That's not just Nachla, that's Magia. That's Tzedkasa Meiti. There Tzedek from Minu Umasha. Hashem says, Lamaisa, He has our back. He has our back on a national level. There'll be individuals and many individuals. There could even be six million individuals that will suffer. But ultimately, nationally, and we take this as a nechama after all the churbanos, they will not succeed in the physical way, in the, in the uh, way of uh, the philosophical, um, spiritual, so to speak, way, he will not win. We will ultimately survive with Mashiach, Be'ezus Hashem, B'mheira, V'yamein. Okay, we'll stop here again next week. There won't be a shir uh, for Parsha Shoftim this year. Please listen to the uh, to the archives. Be'ezus Hashem, we'll pick up again. Parshas Kiseitzeh.